And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Harper. We got Jay King. We got Josh Hustis. We've got so much in-season tournament. What was like... I don't know, seven games or something like that. Maybe not so much in-season tournament, but we'll get into that. We're going to give an intervention to a team or a player struggling uh, in the early parts of the season, and we will open up the hot take safe zone after five to seven games of this regular season. But, gentlemen, let's start off with we had talked about the courts, right? We had talked Good about God. the in-season tournament worse. courts, but we had just seen artist renderings of them right we hadn't seen them in application and then and excuse my language these motherfuckers put down that court in indianapolis and lord i i was unprepared despite all the roasting that happened on the internet i was unprepared for what this was gonna be as a viewing experience and i and i tried to be prepared and then and then they had the nets bulls game with that red court that was the worst one it was i'm it's an assault it's an assault on rods and cones your iris any (laughs) part of the eye any part of the eye and so josh you're an nba player like you you've you've been on courts before you had talked about your experience with uh with what was it the Oregon court the Oregon I, court yeah i was trying to explain it to my mom and i showed her a picture and she was my mom knows <laughs> nothing about it. she's like why she was just like why would they ever why do that? is the right question it's a great question uh, i did not have an answer for her but josh what what do you think what do you think the players thought of it like some guys were trying to be good company men like oh, yeah, yeah you know it's sure. different i got to yeah. i got to get used to it but what did you think of the action what did you think of the look of it all what what was your in season tournament experience it, it was terrible man like listen <laughs> like all of the it was all, all none of them looked good some were less ugly than others that was the only yeah. thing i'll say like i didn't mind like um cleveland's cleveland's was okay as far as because it, it was a little bit more subtle it was right but then they went overboard like you're talking about the bulls court like that's yeah. out of control the man. bulls like, court the heat red, court the like, nuggets oh, court must have, might have been the worst you think so yeah the, 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 the thing that set it apart for me was the 5028 it took me way too long to understand you what can't even meant. you didn't even get the mile you didn't, you didn't get it right yeah I, what are you I thinking did. try again try again this is a fun <laughs> game how many? How many? How many? You're you killing me, Petey. Mile? It wasn't five oh eight two. Five oh eight two. No, also no, wrong. How many? Five oh six two. No. Five oh two six. No. This could be the whole show for all I care. The system is failing us. <laughs> yeah, five oh two eight. I just want to thank my parents that a, for, I for that? doing what they could to provide me a great oh, education. Five thousand two hundred and eighty, Jay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
I, so I, I had no clue what that meant when I looked at it on a basketball court. What? Mile High City. It wasn't City. until one of my buddies texted me later to to tell me that uh, I realized what that meant. Apparently, they they All got right. the three point line wrong on the on the Nuggets court and had to repaint it after shoot around. So that's how well this is going. Yeah, and and Grant uh, Williams said that there was still the faint outline of the previous three point arc when they were yeah. playing the game. This is what I'm talking about. Like when I mentioned, like it's screwing with where the lines are. This is exactly mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like as a player, when you play long enough, you can just kind of like if you put a NBA player on the floor without a three point line and be like, all right, kind of guess where it is. It'd probably be pretty close. Right. Right. But then all of a sudden you blend it in with the court, or now all of a sudden there's two lines, apparently. Like yeah. that, that's that's gonna screw with the game. Like Josh, if you went to um if you went to like a I don't know, like a twenty four hour fitness or LA mm-hmm. LA gym or whatever, you know, and and you step on the court and you see whatever they put the line at, does it trick you does it hit your mind a little bit of like trying to recorrect what you've seen a three-point line as for the distance or do you just go like why is this thing 19 feet it's uh honestly it's it's it becomes like a, a mid-range jumper when you go to a place like that like if you go yeah. to like a high school or something like that but it can mess with you a little bit because if you're playing fast you just see the three-point line you assume it's a certain distance and then you throw it off the backboard <laughs> but <laughs> Three-point shooting wasn't exactly my specialty, so maybe I'm not the right person to ask. So Damian Lillard, <laughs> Damian Lillard was asked on ESPN about the in-season tournament after the game. This is what he said. He said basically like, you know, do you like this? What? How was your experience? He said, quote, it's weird because the energy, you can tell like something is happening, but it's new, so I'm not really sure what the hell is going on. I don't really know what's going on. You know something's going on. It seems like a moment, the court, the uniforms, TV game and all that, but nobody, I don't think nobody really knows what's going on. We're just trying to get to Vegas. And I thought we're just trying to get to Vegas or it seems like a moment is perfect marketing. Absolutely perfect marketing. Bones Highland was my favorite because he's like, I have no clue what's going on, but I do know there was a trophy next to certain games on the schedule. And that that's, (laughs) that's the only thing that tipped me off. Yeah, so this is what, a trophy on the schedule. This is what I mentioned at the beginning. Like these players, most of them don't care. Yeah. The ones that just want to win like an actual NBA championship. I think if you talk to teams that like actually have a shot at winning the whole thing, probably like it doesn't even register. Right. They just want to win games. Yeah. But I can't, the younger I can't teams. Remember, I can't remember what game it was Friday night, but there was some game where Quentin Richardson was on the NBA app, like kind of like doing like a side cast for it, like doing you know, his own commentating on, on the game. And he was with, uh, Darrell Wright was there and it was a fourth, whatever it was, it was a fourth quarter. It might've been the Warriors game, Warriors Thunder game. Um, there was a but, Warriors Thunder game. Yeah. Okay. So it was Warriors Thunder game and they had Kevin Durant on in the fourth quarter. And, uh, and Q, I don't know if Q was like being a company man or if he legitimately feels this way, but he was like very positive about the in season tournament. He's like, he said something like, you know, this is great. You know, like, you know, it's a championship. Right, like you got to view it like it's a championship to win the tournament, and I just the entire time he was talking and he was like talking this up, I was just watching Kevin Durant's face the entire time, like just because he was just like you could tell he wanted to shit on what he was what was being said, but he just didn't. But I don't see. I think that for the teams, I think a couple of teams will be like aware of it as an organization, but I don't think teams will really get it until they find out. Hey, you're going to Vegas in December. 
right? Like you, like you are going to, like you made it, you made the top eight. I think right. that's when teams will be more aware of it, where it's not just like to have the group play baked into the schedule is smart from a logistical standpoint, but I don't know. Players didn't do anything I have, different. <laughs> I have a question. Why didn't they play all these tournament games on the same day or weekend? Because the schedule's a motherfucker. Like that's was, the, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that 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 has to be it. But it just yeah. it would make so much more intuitive sense if there was just a weekend dedicated to in season yeah. tournament games. I, I wonder if we'll get to that someday, right? <clears throat> like five years from now, six years from now, where they'll be able to make that like, hey, the month of November is in season tournament month or something, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then we had Tyrese Halliburton come out and say he wishes It'd be an automatic playoff berth for the winner. It's like, that's the regular season, man. That's the whole entire <laughs> point of the look, regular man, season. That, look, man, that pace play eighty-two is, games for that. They just lost by fifty. Okay, <laughs> they were about to. They were about to. They they had the one. Oh my god! Did you guys see the end of Hornets uh, Pacers? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was. I thought the end of Bulls Raptors in the first week was the worst, most incompetent ending to a basketball game I've ever seen. And then Hornets Pacers just blew it out of the water. Like, with 29 seconds left, and the Pacers down three, Buddy Heald drives to the basket inexplicably. Like, no one saw that coming. He drives to the basket, gets a layup, uh, or a runner or something like that, gets fouled, so he has a chance to tie it at the free throw line. He misses the free throw. He They get the offensive rebound. Halliburton turns it over. Um... For some reason, PJ Washington, the Hornets, like with a one point lead and like 20 seconds left, just zoom down the court. PJ Washington tries to score instead of getting fouled. He gets the ball stripped from him. Pacers get the ball back. And then it's ISO Halliburton uh, against LaMelo, and LaMelo gets a stop. Like Halliburton doesn't even get a shot off. Shout and out to LaMelo. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah, LaMelo, like he, he locked down and he doesn't get a shot off. But this is a game in which the Pacers had a 50 point quarter. Tyrese Halliburton had 25 points and six assists in that quarter, 43 and 12 for the game, and they lost. I have lost all faith in the Pacers just from that game. You're already turning your back on your uh, preseason five seed? I'm not turning my back. I'm just throwing all my energy (laughs) into I was so right about the magic. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) The magic do look good. Also, the most dramatic finish in in-season tournament history with that Warriors Thunder game. That was so much fun. What an and awful call. It's not an awful call. It's a correct no, he, call. He played for the Thunder, Zach. You don't think that was you don't think that was goaltending? It it actually the call is wrong because Josh Giddy interfered first. So that it should have counted no matter what. Josh Giddy touches the net. He like grabs the net, right? And that's <laughs> interference. And then Draymond but, touches it after. That's not the but, part they were reviewing. They were reviewing. Sure, but they but they still got it right. The the basket should have counted no matter what. It either should have been interference on Giddy or the basket's just good because it went in. I've always thought that if you just that disagrees. I've always thought that if you touch the rim as a defensive player, it's just automatic offensive goaltending. Yeah, but they, the refs at least said the rule they explained. Maybe right. yeah, that basically like you have to alter the shot by touching the rim. Yeah, as a as an offensive player doing that. So I, if that's I, the rule, I, I don't you. think it yeah. impacted the shot. I actually think it was going in. But if that's a really tough thing to judge, too, to evaluate whether that 
had no impact whatsoever on the shot actually going in. Well, we just got a little additional information here that makes us all wrong. That if both players touch the rim net or ball, it's a jump ball. But here, here's the problem with that is Draymond touches it after. So it, it shouldn't like Draymond touching the rim should not have mattered. Because but I don't know touched... if it, do they have to happen simultaneously or is it just like if they both do it while so. the ball is up there? Well, how does that? I mean, I, it's look, a very slim say, window. Dims the brakes, you know. Hey, hey, don't let it get that close. I guess don't let it. Come Apparently, as the ball is going in, but they didn't review that. They reviewed Draymond. They, they were they were reviewing Draymond as a basket interference, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, the bucky down i think he interfered i think it's more complicated than that though like you said yeah i because it if uh like if i foul you on a play but someone else fouled you half a second before well my foul doesn't really matter right like i guess if i hit you in a certain way it might become a technical foul or whatever but like like you're not calling but, two but fouls but if they didn't call the one before you and you they call the one on you then they're only going to talk about yours like sure yeah that's fair but you I just still ignore think, what happened I, before i think the right outcome happened the basket should have counted yeah in my opinion and it, the, and it did that was such a tough shot man like with chet rotating nuts. over oh he God. had to throw it up and over his outstretched arm like chet was so close to having just a moment <clears throat> against <clears throat> stephen curry and he's just too good. I would Sorry. love to. I would love to hear all stories about. I almost had a moment against Steph Curry, and then he was just Steph well. Curry. Chet, Chet, if you remember moment. in high school, Chet had an extreme moment against. He did Steph have Curry. his moment. He did, yeah. <laughs> Josh, what's that. that? What's that like? Just experiencing Steph Curry going okay. against your team. Do you remember this was? Gosh, what it was the half court shot he hit. You yeah, everybody remember. remembers. Yeah, everybody remembers. And like, we feel like we're going to win the game. Steph comes down. And I swear to God, I wasn't even dressed for this game. I swear to God, the like, I, we were running back on defense and our team, they had their backs to him. And I swear to God, I saw him cross half court. And I thought to myself, it's over. We just lost. We lost. <laughs> <laughs> because I just knew that's so he was, absurd. It's great. Like, when he crossed that's half, great. I was like, that's yes. it. We and let him cross half court. Like it's it. over. Yeah, and I remember playing him like because we played him a ton. Obviously, <laughs> right? We saw him in the playoffs. Yeah. Saw him in the regular season a ton. Um, like there was a ri- It was a rivalry. Like let's, you know yeah. what I mean? Like when yeah. I, it was a rivalry. Like that was, that was it. After KD left, it became a really big deal. And like when we would play them, like the scouting report was like when Steph gets to half court, you guard. You are face. You are face guarding him. Yeah. Make him drop. Like as soon as, half, as soon as he crosses half. As soon as he crosses half. As soon as he crosses half, he's a threat. Yeah. And so it was literally like that. Like when I was guarding him, like he would bring the ball up. And when he crossed half, I picked him up and just tried to get him to get rid of the ball. And I ne- I didn't help off him. I was in yeah. his hip constantly. The whole time. Like, that's that's, that's got to be so. You, there, you've probably never been as stressed out. It's exhausting. It's exhausting, man, because there's literally no break. And like when we would play them, my my uh, my assignment was clay to start yeah. the games. And same thing. Like it's literally like you cannot relax. The moment you do, you're dead. You can't relax and you can't like everything you've been taught about help defense goes out the window. Goes out the window. Yeah. Yep. Does not matter. Because, because he doesn't need and considering. honestly, 
for me, Clay was almost harder to guard because of the fact that he could shoot just as well, and he was six seven. Yeah, yeah. So, so like he's, your, he's your he's your like, size, kind of contempt yeah. a little bit. I, I'm right. taller. I've got longer. Like, but Clay, it was like if you are if he gets the ball above his head, it's gone, and you're done. Yeah. Plus, so, Steph, was, some of the nonsense Steph does, you just kind of got to shrug your shoulders and be like, ah, not uh, much I can do that. Yeah, but Clay, the best. Clay is more conventional. <laughs> Clay is more conventional. It's like you feel yeah. like you should be able to take some of it away. For sure. It's not like he's, yeah, he's not doing the same thing Steph is. He's so not like, shaking. If he gets you it right, off, right. Like, I, yeah. I screwed up. Steph yeah. pulls from 40 feet. You're like, well, I don't know, man. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that the most stressed you've been guarding? anybody for sure because um well yeah steph especially like on that and just because his ball skills like you're like i you're doing everything you can to just not become another highlight right you know what i mean because it's always like it's the what what it's like you got to watch hip watch his hips and that's going to tell you i don't feel like that works that's not good enough no it's not good (laughs) in all honesty like when you get to that level man like that kind of that stuff kind of goes out the window because those guys train misdirections right their hip like normally your hips are going to go the same direction as you when you dribble the ball but not everybody Mm -hmm. like right you know what i mean sometimes those guys their counters is what gets you like you can read the hips they go right and you cut them off and then that's what exactly what they wanted and then you've been left behind not cam thomas cam thomas will jump stop with his back to the i don't think i've ever seen that shot by cam i've never seen someone jump stop with their back back to the basket to the basket i've yeah. never i've literally he never did seen a 180 that. spin in mid did, yeah then jumps in the it. air turns and knocks it down cold over jalen yeah. brown who like, played good defense good d better oh man that's just yeah. like that's one of those ones you're just like well shit nice job, that, man. that can't me. be so that can't be something like i i know everyone in aau is now gonna go try that shot Right, it's been passed oh. all around the internet. Like everyone's gonna go try to do that now. 100%. But I don't do that. Don't do not don't, do that. Don't, I, I don't do like you're generation. not good enough. Don't yeah, try it's, it. it's everyone not, listening it's to this. You're not good enough. I promise. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Um, I, it, you know, something I always laugh at is like, you know, something happens in the first game of the season or in preseason like Giannis will hit the Dirk one-legged fadeaway right and then the internet all, all the all the nerds on the internet are like well he's got that he's got that in his repertoire now it's over I'm like well he did it once let's he let's relax right James Harden was going to do that behind the back one-legged fading three-pointer out of bounds in the that. corner and everything I think he took one in the preseason we haven't seen it since mm-hmm. right like but this Cam Thomas thing, I feel like Cam Thomas will do that time and time again. Like that's yeah something he's going to do now. He'll I'm telling you, every percent like of the time, yeah, every NBA player, just about every NBA player can make any shot you ask them to do. Right, they're all good enough to make just about any shot you ask them to do. Does that mean they'll make it a lot? Probably not. Like Giannis is good enough. Like don't like don't, he may not be a great shooter in the NBA, but he's still a he's better than everybody listening to this. Like he's Jay's better Jay's, than ninety nine so right now. Other than Jay, Jay's right? Bad. Other than Jay, which is weird because I'm a better shooter because Jay pulls up from thirty per game. Oh, we got it. You know what? Let's <laughs> let's. I know we're supposed to talk about other stuff, but Jay claims <laughs> nothing better claims, than Jay King pickup basketball stories. Jay claims <laughs> that he yelled at a teammate that he should no, be grateful. That, he said because that's not enough. What else did he almost do? He almost slapped him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, f- physical. I wasn't really going to get physical. That was a, no. a little bit of an But you yeah. pulled up from 30, called game. Your teammate didn't like that. And then mm-hmm. as we just didn't quite accept the story, it all of a sudden be like, well, it was at least 26 feet. It was at least now 26 I feel like. Feet. I, now I feel like you passed it in for a layup. Like that's <laughs> it was a pull up thirteen footer. <laughs> you made a free throw for game. Yeah, yeah. My oh, stories man. they do get a little worse and worse. And then my height we were talking about the other day. Yep. How yeah. I was six two. Then it came out I'm not really six two. I, I acknowledge you, that. Yeah. You used your basketball roster height to defend you being six mm. two, which is it was the legit. worst in evidence shoes. you in can shoes, possibly give. Well, you do play in shoes, so you know. Are you six two in shoes? Genuinely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm legit six two in shoes. All right, I, 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 I can, I can back. You can vouch. Yeah, he's he's six two in shoes. Um, Unless I'm standing next to Chris Porzingis, and then the I three, three, four, three, four, five, four, I don't know. <laughs> four eleven. I don't know. I also like that you wanted to use Wemby standing next to Kevin Durant. It's like, no, Kevin Durant still looks like six seven, six eight next to Wemby. Right. right? It's just like you're like, this you're is not well, the same. Kevin thing Durant, as, he looks like a little he looks short too. Yeah. Like, no, he's he still looks tall as fuck. He just doesn't look seven claim. feet anymore. I <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh so inter- all right, in season entertainment, in season entertainment, in season tournament, uh Thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs to the side, Josh, for the first the first experience of the action. Thumbs to the side because I just I don't, think anybody, I don't think anybody really cares. I I think once we get to group play, that's right. when it, I think our, right now out of group play. Once we get to the tournament, like the right. elimination, yeah, then I nobody's think playing harder so right now right. than they would be even if there was no tournament. So thumbs there to might the be more strain on their eyes because of the courts going on. Um, for sure. I it. doubt it's a coincidence that Joe Missoula had to coach in sunglasses the next day. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that. Yeah, but that could just be there was a deleted scene from the town that he saw. He was like, oh, I want to wear these sunglasses now because Jeremy <laughs> Renner is wearing sunglasses. Jim Harbaugh uh, sent him. Is he still claiming to watch the town like four times a day or whatever it was? Four times a week? So I, I think that was probably overstated. I think of course. He, I would yeah. hope so. Make logistical a sense. wee bit overstated. Yeah, of course. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals, and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers. 
that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up-to-date first-party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 That's linkedin.com slash show 23 for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash show 23 and get started. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. It's time for an intervention. Now, we did plan this intervention before a furious, furious second half comeback last night against the mighty, mighty Portland Trailblazers. But we are going to do an intervention for the Memphis Grizzlies because, look, this sucks right now, right? Like, no jaw um, for another, what, 20 games or whatever it is. Or no, 18 games. I think they're they're one and six now. So another 18 games. Uh, Steven Adams out for the year. Brandon Clark, we don't know when he's coming back. So it's just been like Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, Bismack Biombo. I like started last night. I've they pulled him off the street and put him <laughs> straight in the starting lineup. Look, man, if you follow that guy on, on Instagram, that dude is always working out. He's always in shape to go. Like he's he's ready to play at all times. Great. And shape. look what happened. They won. This is this is a bad situation. This is yeah, so like bad. It, and and it, I don't think it's a fluke. I do not think it's a fluke that they've played terrible basketball through seven games. Okay. Like, with the roster the way it is now, with the injuries and the suspension, they're not good. They are playing yeah. a bunch of players who should not be in an NBA rotation. They are starting Zaire Williams. They are playing... That guy, David Roddy. They are playing Gilliard, Jacob Gilliard. I I actually love Kenneth Lofton. Kenny Lofton. Oh, Kenny Buckets, man. That dude. They they need to play him. That that might be Holmgren. Like he is that that the answer? Bucket. That's the answer, answer, man. They need to play him forty a game. (laughs) But but seriously, this Grizzlies team is always a team that's kind of one ugly. Like. Last year, they were 21st in effective field goal percentage. They won because they got tons of offensive rebounds. They were great defensively, mm-hmm. and they kill in transition. The mm-hmm. transition piece is very much gone now. Like, that's a slow team. That's not an athletic Super team anymore. Slow, yeah. The yeah. offensive rebounding without Adams and Clark is severely diminished. And so all the flaws that they've had through the years are still there and they don't have the other things that used to allow them to overcome mm-hmm. those. Well, I feel bad for them because it's not, they're not, they play super hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they play super hard. Defensively, they're not terrible. Right? No. Like they're does, fifth does in it, steals, second in opponent points in the paint. Like, they're yeah. awful defensively. Josh, I have a potentially stupid question for you. Let me hear it. Does it make it worse that they're playing so hard? <laughs> <laughs> 
and this is the result because it actually makes it worse to me like i I don't know more depressing yeah i don't know that i would rather be the wizards necessarily but the wizards are not playing that hard wizards are having more fun (laughs) The Wizards are definitely having more fun. <laughs> Wizards sure. are having more fun. I don't know. The Wizards, but they, they also have zero expectations that the Grizzlies still won't be a playoff. Jordan right? Poole is having yeah. more fun. His teammates are hating life. That's fair. <laughs> but like, I do like they play hard. They're not awful defensively. Like mm-hmm. watching them play the Blazers, those two like teams are just packing the paint against them. Yeah. They want them to shoot threes and they're falling right into it. Like they're just jacking up threes and like they just happened to make a bunch last night. Yeah. And that got them the win barely. Mm-hmm. But like if they're not shooting over 40% from three, if they're shooting normally from three, like they're losing. And and but the thing is they're not getting their ass kicked in any of these games, really. Right. Like, yeah. They, it's all been losing. pretty competitive. Yeah. Yeah. They they play hard. They're just like 26th in field goal percentage, 21st in three point percentage. But they take the fourth most threes a game. Yeah, they're in the jacking. League. They're jacking, <laughs> jacking it up. Threes. And like you want, and and like when we would play teams, you kind of go like, "All right, let's talk about this team. If mm-hmm. we can get them to shoot fifty threes tonight, yeah, we're gonna win." And I think that's what teams do against them is like, if we can get them to shoot fifty, sixty threes tonight, we're gonna win. And then they so, and then they do it. So what is is there a solution? Like Jay, how do you think the whole like Marcus Smart experience is going with him having to run the team is obviously a lot different than running point for you know Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. But like what is the is it simply like we just have to try to survive 18 more games and then Ja will be back and he's hopefully still dynamic enough that it's going to inject, you know, adrenaline into our into our team and we'll be back to more normal stuff on the basketball court. That's assuming that they haven't dug themselves, you know, too big of a hole at that point because the West is so crazy. Yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll fix a lot of the issues or at least he'll paper over a lot of the issues just yeah. by being so dynamic. Like you watch it. It's just a lifeless offense. Like there's just not a lot they can get to, to break you down, to force you to put two on the ball, to get you into rotations. Yeah. It's just a very low-powered offense. And I think the smart thing is has gone okay. He's had some pretty bad turnovers, but if you look at the efficiency, he's been fine. You, you look at Desmond Bain's been great. Jaron Jackson yeah. stats, stats-wise has been great. To me, the bigger issue is that this, this roster has lost a ton of talent. Like, beyond the injuries, the suspension for Ja, mm-hmm. they lost DeAnthony Melton. Just let him go. They lost Kyle Anderson. Just let him go. They lost Dylan Brooks, and I know everyone hates Dylan Brooks, but he's well, much the, better. If the alternative is Zaire Williams, then it's <laughs> yeah. And so that's what people failed to realize last year <laughs> when everyone was crapping on Dylan Brooks. He is their better alternative, yeah. and so it's just I don't think this is a good roster the way it's currently constructed. Um, and then some of their issues are just exacerbated like jaron jackson right he's never really learned how to play the five as well like that's just not his best position he's he's been better at four because he's not a great rebounder he's not super physical he fouls all the time and so putting him next to steven adams was a really good mix now they don't have that and they're trying bismack biombo i'm not super confident that that's the answer although that's probably like the type of formula you need. I just don't think it's the right player. 
Mm-hmm. So they just have a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And and when you watch them, and and it's just ugly. And the West, the West is deep. The West is dangerous. And if they dig themselves too deep a hole, they might not be able to pull themselves out of it. Should they tank? Is it too early to talk about <laughs> tank? Like, can they, they draft Wembenyama a year if, ago? If, if, yeah, they, I don't think it's a draft need, problem. <laughs> if they need, but if they need an injection of like real talent, you know, and it, and by the time Jaws back, like they might be five and twenty, right? Like they might be what what the Magic were after twenty five games last year. Like they they might just be that bad, and then at that point, um, I like. If you if you go that down in the standings in the West this year, you have no chance of of even making the play-in. Tournament. You have no chance. Like there's no way they'll they'd be able to recover that. Now maybe five and twenty is extreme, but shit, they're one and six. Like I don't know if that if it's that crazy to think about. So is this a is does this become a season of like long term vision rather than no we're competitors we try to win every game and all that. Okay, let let's say they do choose to focus on long term vision. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Is it just like unleashing Kenny Lofton? Is it <laughs> giving yes. giving Zaire Williams more no. than the starter no, 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 minutes no, no, he's no, no, already no. playing? Is yeah, it, he's tapped? I'm done with. I'm what, done with Zaire. I'm done watching Zaire Williams. But like? give me all the Kenny Lofton that we can get. I, yeah, I think they just need to build it around Kenny Lofton moving forward. Just just feed him. Hey man. <laughs> Work for under seventeen team USA, didn't it? He's seemed to work just fine. Wembenyama had no chance. I so there's there, so there, him, there's no fix. There's no fix in season other than maybe Jaw can be that good and look mm. I think I they think this is a free agency fix. Mm. I mean, the, yeah, the ro- I mean, as you guys mentioned, the roster's a mess. Yeah, I don't think you can fix this in the draft. Yeah, they trades. Should they should they start unloading somebody? I don't know. Who who who? I guess who has the trade value to get a player they need that they're willing to get rid of? I mean, maybe you move Marcus Smart for two guys. I don't know. I I don't know if that's even doable. Could you move him to a contender for two guys to just try to build out? The what net? about? I, I do love the Robert Williams idea for the Grizzlies. Yeah, he he could be gettable. He's in Portland. And he would just bring energy. He would bring athleticism. He would bring, like, he, just no offense. A, he would bring not being Xavier Tillman <laughs> for thirty minutes a game. T- well, I like, I like, I like Tillman when it's like you're playing twelve minutes tonight. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm here for that. But when he has to be the starting center and play starter minutes, like, it's just not a good idea. Yeah. So I, I, I would love Robert Williams there. I, I think that would be a great fit. He would give them a lot, like. This team just needs more energy, and that they need to have like, like they really cannot break it out of defense right now. Like watching no. them, and the reason why they're shooting so many threes is because they can't get anything else. This is not a roster loaded with guys who want to shoot three pointers all the time. Yeah. But well, they, they just yeah. haven't been able to get much else. Defenses and, they short close out and they pack the paint. Where are you going to go? Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Nothing. Like they don't have anybody to break that down. No, nothing. They don't force you in, like you said. They don't force you into making decisions early, early in the shot clock, right? Like they, it, I right. mean, no one's getting into the middle of the the middle which, of the floor, and now someone's got to collapse, back. right? When yeah, Jaw gets yeah. back, right? That's a guy who pushes in transition, gets downhill, forces teams to rotate. But do they have the shooters then to then punish them for sinking in on Jaw attacking the paint? 
Do we think Jaw's going to come back with a jump shot? Like a like a legit outside jump shot. Did you just ask if we think Jaw's going to come back shooting? Nope. I asked a uh, jump shot. Shooting or making? Making. Three-point shot. Because here's what, I, what I'm thinking about is, remember when Julius Randle had like six years in between playing games for the Knicks and he came back, you know, because of the pandemic and everything, he came back and all of a sudden he was like a 40% three-point shooter because he had nine months to work on his jump shot. I'm just wondering if John Moran has something similar in him. Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Dave, I really <laughs> want to read that joke from the chat, but I'm not going to. We're going to uh, all right, let's open up the hot take safe zone. If you are unfamiliar with the hot take safe zone, this is a a safe area, a safe place where we get to put out a hot take. We are not going to disagree with one another. We are not going to say that's ridiculous. We are going to accept the hot take. We are going to embrace it. We are going to swaddle it and coddle it. We're going to treat it like it's our own, and we're going to love that hot take. And there's nothing that we can say in terms of basketball stuff, not even Jay King, to where we are allowed to then say, no, you don't get to say that. You don't get to I hate that you're taking that. my argumentative nature away from me. A hundred percent. It's... It's frustrating because I can't argue with you about the stuff you say, but it is more satisfying that you cannot argue with what we say. Fair. That's that's how I feel. Um, all right. Yeah. Who wants to go first? I'm ready. Jay? I'm ready. Jay's ready? All right. I'm all the way in on the Hawks. Wow. All the way in on the Hawks. Not wow. as like a contending team. But that is a good basketball team. That is a team that will win a playoff berth in the East. Not a play-in team. They will like be top a six. playoff team in mm -hmm. the East. If you look at their numbers, they are third offensively right now with Trey Young shooting 34% from the field. 34% from the field. He's doing nothing. He's been actively yeah. bad. And they are DeJounte's third DeJounte's been killing it. Their offense, Hunter's killing it. Jalen Johnson's been so good. Jalen Johnson is so fun. Like he does just a bunch of things. Like you watch a five minute Jalen Johnson stretch and he'll grab a rebound, go coast to coast, like mm -hmm. just zoom by everyone for a layup. He'll lead the break, draw help, kick out, find a shooter. He'll have a crazy offensive rebound all in five minutes. Like he just packs so much into every yeah. moment on the court. They have eight guys averaging in double figures right now. And they've all played in every game. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're getting juiced up numbers because of absences. Their offense right now is the same, basically, without Trey Young as it is with Trey Young. Their That's three guys cool, off, yeah. that they bring off the bench are Sadiq Bey, Bogdanovich, and Onyeka Okongwu, who are all legitimate basketball players. Like, this is a team that has a rotation loaded with good basketball players. Um, I'm I'm in on the Hawks. I I see the vision with this team. I think uh, they're good. And Jalen Johnson's emergence has has helped a lot because he he gave them needed athleticism. He gives them needed secondary playmaking. And I'm in. I'm in on the let, Hawks. Let me say this: Can, this is not yeah. just because it's the safe zone. I'm so with you. I like I and I always resist like any good Hawk stuff because it's the Hawks. They, they'll find a way to fuck it up. But I. Am loving this. Like I feel so vindicated because Jalen Johnson was one of my five favorite 
draft prospects in 2021. I won't tell you the guys I thought he would be better than them because that would be <laughs> bad for me. But I will say that like I I, I wondered why Jalen Johnson wasn't playing more. I guess just because John Collins was there. But I love this Hawks team and what they're doing. I just have a question, and it's not a criticism at all. I just have a question. Do you believe that when I Trey, love Josh trying to get around this? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Yeah, I'm trying to find the fine print here. Uh, do you think that if Trey starts shooting the ball better, you don't think that that could actually have a negative effect on the team aspect as a whole? That that's I I see where you're coming from with that. The hot take safe zone response. The official hot take safe zone response yeah. is that this Hawks team started building towards something last year. And you could see it a little bit at the end of last season with Quinn Snyder coming in. You could see it in the playoffs against the Celtics when they were super competitive. And I actually think like the the team is bought in. If you look at Trey Young's quotes, even while he's playing poorly and they're they're winning games, like he seems like someone who's bought into this. Mm -hmm. And and I could be wrong. Trey Young has gone his own way sometimes yeah. in the past, <laughs> but I I think like just the structure in Atlanta, the talent in Atlanta, it's all a lot better than it has been. All right. Yeah, I, I, wasn't, have, I wasn't calling that take into question. I just it was. I think that, no. I actually think that was a fair no, question. I think it was a fair question. <laughs> I think it's a fair question. I may have thought that Jalen Johnson was going to be better than Shingun. I may have thought that. I may have said that to somebody at some point. I don't know, but I then can Shane Goon, confirm, you said? yeah, and 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 someone that was who's to the say you were wrong? Well, well, I'll say I was wrong. There's Shane a lot Goon's of time left. left. There's a lot of time. <laughs> left. I don't know. Yeah, man, there is a lot of time left. That's fair. Uh, all right, Josh, what is your hot take uh, in the hot take safe zone? Hot take, and honestly, I don't even know if it's that that hot. I think the Lakers finished bottom three in the West. Whoa. They're not looking Bottom good, dude. Three. They're not they looking look good. This is this is the healthiest Ooh. they will be all year. Wow. Healthiest they'll be all year. LeBron is playing way more minutes than they, they ever anticipated him playing. LeBron has to do everything. Everything. That's what be, I'm talking about. And again, yeah. this is the healthiest he will be all year. Right now. And he's playing. Well, so they're ahead of San Antonio right now. I think San Antonio is going to keep getting better. They're ahead of Phoenix. Phoenix has uh -huh. had injury problems. Um, right. Once those guys get healthy, they'll be back. They're ahead of OKC. OKC, I think, is kind of gonna is gonna improve as the year goes on. Then who do they pass? Who do they who do they leapfrog then that's ahead of them? LeBron compared his own team to the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is when you know things are really bad. So that's when what he's saying, like, like, I'm who, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> who are they better than? <laughs> that's when you know it's LeBron bad. should never say he's Kenny Pickett. That's not come on, man. I don't care. And then he didn't on. actually say he's Kenny Pickett. If, that, um, that was yeah. me. If the Kings get it together, they're gonna move up. Like <laughs> they will. Who, Kings will be who, who are they better than that's ahead of them right now? Who are they gonna that's, that's ahead of them? Um I mean, I don't know if I'm buying the Dallas stuff, but yeah, I mean Dallas looks so much better. Right. Like Dallas like, at least has who, the identity of like their offense is great. Where do they where do they fit in in Oh, yeah, like I think the Thunder are better. I think the Suns will be fine once they get healthy. That's what I'm saying. And those yeah. are all teams that are behind them currently, so they're probably going to pass them. Like, where do they go from here? If they don't completely – if Anthony Davis doesn't step up, if all those guys don't start stepping up, where do they go? Yeah, it's funny because they, they brought back, like, everybody. That's what I'm saying. Last year, but and it's more. a totally different formula now. Like, 
they're playing Cam Reddish a lot of minutes. They're playing Christian Wood a lot of minutes. And those guys, honestly, like those guys have been okay for what they are. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. it seems like they're trying on defense, which is cool. Um, but it's just, it's not really the same team that it was last year. And it's still, it's crazy to me. Like LeBron is 39 years old. What mm-hmm. is this year? 21. Year 21. Yeah. He'll be 39 and, in December. Yeah. And they yep. still absolutely crater whenever he's off the court. They still have right. found nothing to exist with Anthony Davis on the court right. and LeBron James isn't. Can, like there's yeah. nothing that they've been able to go to to fix that. Mm-hmm. Even now, when he's 39 years old, even when they have Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell, who are sort of playmakers on their own, they just they need to figure that like they can't you can't be collapsing right. every time LeBron James steps off the court when he's at this well, stage of his yeah, career. Is it sustainable to play him 35 plus minutes a game? No, exactly. No, well, that's what I'm saying. No. And 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 so what's the solution, right? If you do lower him to 28, that's seven more minutes that he's not on the court in which I mean, seven minutes can make or break a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think that first game of the season. Granted, it was Denver, but I want to say in the 19 minutes he didn't play, they were like minus 19 or minus. So I'm saying so, like that, yeah. Unless barring some huge step up by some somebody else, like I just don't see where they go from here. Wow, bottom three. I get, bottom but t- wow. tell me yeah. who tell me who they leapfrog. Tell me who. Yeah, they, I who mean, they and get ahead yeah, of. and you have to assume that. Sacramento, like once Fox is healthy, like Sacramento will be Sacramento there. Sacramento comes back. Phoenix yeah. stays healthy. Like, like they're better than Portland. They're better than Houston. They're better than Utah. And they're better than Memphis. Sleep on the Rockets, man. Right, but okay. it, it's you it's, already had your uh, hot take safe zone. You don't yeah. get to <laughs> you. You've been shit on your Rockets analysis in the chat every day. <laughs> Another big until win. The, until they beat a, a foxless Kings team. And, uh, and now you're back in another big win. Right. Another another big win. Yep, <laughs> to go with their other win. <laughs> Got a second win. You know what's you know what's annoying is I like this Rockets roster. I like what they're doing, but you make me want to root against them. That's, That's not a me problem. That's just a it you is. Problem. A, it, it's a you. That problem. seems super personal, actually. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent personal. It has nothing to do with basketball, or the Rockets, or anything. It just it has a you, Jay. You just want to see me fail. <laughs> All right. Uh, my hot take. The hot take safe zone. Victor Wembanyama is going to run away with All Star MVP. He is going to wow. win Defensive Player of the Year, and oh, we got multiple. He will get <coughs> at least two votes in the MVP ballot. Dang, this team's good when he's on the court. It's a good. He's so good. I'm never going to shut up about him. I like the next twenty years. I'm just. I all I want to do is talk about Wembenyama. I he's the most fascinating player I've ever seen. Like in a good way. Like the, there's some players where I'm just like, how the fuck is that guy in the league? That not this. This is how is this real basketball? How is this a real person? The piece to me that I didn't realize he would have is he's just really good at like positioning himself off ball to do damage. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was gonna have that. Like I knew he was gonna be super tall and super fluid and 
But the like the other day they ran a cross screen for um for Zach Collins and Zach Collins drove baseline and Wembenyama like just kind of circled around and put himself in perfect position to catch and dunk. And it was just like, yeah, the little plays like that, that he makes, or sometimes like he'll post up and then they'll swing to the other side and he'll stay posted to just take that space and create an easy bucket at the rim. So it's all that stuff. That's more advanced than I expected it to be on top of all the highlight stuff that he's already doing. It's like yeah. the the knowledge of how to make himself a scorer is just really mm-hmm. impressive. He, yeah, I'll agree. I'm, I'm going to agree. Like those things usually take years to figure out the proper, not only like defensive rotations, but like I think a lot mm-hmm. of people don't realize there's offensive rotations too. Right? Like you mentioned Collins driving baseline. Like it's a known thing. You get taught, they drive baseline. You have to kind of circle up to top of the charge circle area. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where your your pocket is. And like that sometimes takes years to really figure out, especially like it takes years for kick for players who are coming out of college to learn that, let yeah. alone coming from not only, a, you know, being a teenager, but also coming from a foreign what, country. What do you think that do you think it, that takes a while because the game is fast, because the game is so smart compared to like every mm-hmm. other level because the rules in college are different. So you're doing different things. Like, what do you think that? Yeah, I, is? I think it's all of it. I think, um, you know, defensive three seconds forces, you know, different rotations mm-hmm. offensively. Right. I think the skill of the players, I think the size of the key, I think all of those things make, make a difference in how you're supposed to rotate. Right. And then just the, the, like I said, the flat out skill of players, right? Like you can get away with yeah. certain things in college that, you know, in terms of spacing, just because maybe you're more the most athletic player on the floor, or the quickest, or you just out talent everybody. Right. But like that just right. doesn't fly in the NBA. So positioning is super important because, you know, you're probably not the most athletic on the floor. Like obviously he's an anomaly being seven five. Yeah. Like even still, like if he's not in the right positions, he's going to get stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he already knows what those right positions are, which is, which it surprised me. I, w- I didn't think he would have that so quick. I, I just like, I, I truly believe if you like basketball even a little bit and you're not watching every Spurs game, you're fucking up. It's like it, I, I've never been more in on a player than this. I love how much you love him because Dude. you're kind of a hater sometimes. A hundred percent. And especially what, because of how over the top everybody is about Wembenyama, I wouldn't have been surprised if you'd become a hater, but he's so good. You can't be. What I reserve that for, yeah, I reserve. Yeah. I reserve that for Chet Holmgren. Just, and again, that's a you <laughs> thing. It's not, it not, has nothing to do with him. It's because you're so annoying. About him. <laughs> he, he's really good too. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. You know what I? Oh, you know what I really hate right now, the people on the internet who are like, you know, don't let what Wemby's doing overshadow Chet. Chet's doing Ooh. some special stuff too. Chet's good, and Chet is yeah. doing some special stuff. But he's but being overshadowed. There's a hierarchy here. Yeah, Everybody, because somebody's better. always going to overshadow somebody. Exactly. Like, like, and, somebody's yeah. better than somebody else. Right. Exactly. And so, right. like, we don't have to. What I'm saying is, we don't have to dumb down what Wemby's doing to prop up what chet's doing we can just be like yeah wemby's out of out of this world and hey chet's looking good too we can just do that we don't have to compare the two 
Although shout out to Shaq for bringing back the bull bull thing. Or no, just to troll. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for the Hot Take Safe Zone. That's going to do it for this edition of Basket Buds. Uh, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. You can watch us talk. Watch us talk. There's nothing creepier than that. And uh, make sure you're checking out The Bounce, the free daily email newsletter from myself and Sham Sharania, theathletic.com slash bounce. Uh, for Josh, for Jay, for me, for Dave, for Schlecht, for Esh, make sure you keep it locked on The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.